discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Give it glory, give it praise. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for instruction in righteousness to your glory. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Are you glad to be in church? Ask anybody you at all. Are you glad to be in church at all? Is Jesus not wonderful? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. I'm sharing a, a, a message with you. And the title of my message is Instructions. Instructions. Say instructions. instructions. Say it again. Instructions. How many of you understand instructions? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. I'm preaching on instructions. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. Obey. Tell me about obey. Sometimes church people do not understand that uh, their pastor is a very important person in their lives. For many people in church, the pastor is one of the... Uh, People in your life, GC, like you, you, you decide to do what you want to do with yourself. You go where you want to go. You say where you, what you want to say. You, you basically act on your own. Sorry, you have an indep- you, are, you, are, you had independence before Colin Kuma declared that we have independence. So, a lot of Christians are just there. So, the only relationship they have with their pastor is this type of relationship. So, the pastor preaches, you hear, you go, you decide whether you will do what he's saying you should do or not. Hallelujah. Have you seen some before? It's, it's, it's all over. But that is actually how it's not, it's, that is not how it's supposed to be. At all. At all. A pastor's job, a pastor's duty, a pastor's responsibility is very deep in your life. It's very, very deep. It goes beyond what you, 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 even, you can even imagine. It's very, very deep. 
So this particular place, the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. He's talking about those who have been the spiritual leaders that has been given to you. You get it? Uh, the pastors that you have. You know, a pastor is the one who stays with the sheep, who stays with the flock, and shepherds the flock. So a pastoral ministry is different from other ministries. There's a prophetic ministry, it's different. There's the evangelistic ministry, there's the apostolic ministry, there's uh, the teaching ministry. Normally, pastors are teachers. So if you read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he mentions that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, then he says pastors and teachers. Okay? Pastors and teachers. Normally, the pastoral goes with the teaching. You can't be a pastor and not teach. You can be a teacher and not be a pastor. But normally, if you're a pastor, you must teach. You must be a teaching priest. Hallelujah. So, he says, obey those that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. This is not to a certain group of people in the church. This is to every human being in the body of Christ. He says, obey. Tell your neighbor, obey. Ask your neighbor, do you like obeying things? What is the meaning of obey? Obey. When we say obey, what does it mean? Let's read the Amplified. What, what does it mean? Do as commanded. That's what he's saying. Any other person? Mark. Do as what? Instructed. Uh-huh. What else? Obey your spiritual leader. So it's very straight to the point. You get it? Obey your spiritual leaders. Obey or not. Do you understand obey? They don't understand obey. Let, I don't know if you have any version that explains obey. What is the Greek word for obey? Uh-huh. This, BB says, give ear to those who are your rulers, who are rulers over you. Give ear. And the guy will say, both way. For Call to Ale. Both way. Bonon or your way. This, this dictionary, he's come to tell us the dictionary meaning of the word obey. Uh-huh, please tell us. Dictionary Hallelujah. definition. Which dictionary is that? It's a dictionary. You dictionary. Don't tell us. It's a certain dictionary. To comply with. To or, comply with. Or follow the commands. Or follow the commands. The restrictions. The what? Restrictions. Restrictions. The wishes. The wishes. The instructions. The instructions. Of someone. Of someone. Say it again. It's nice. It's a very nice description. What do you think? Yeah. Uh Please read it again. To comply with. To comply with. Do you understand comply with? We don't understand comply with as well. I don't know whether we did English in school even. What's the meaning of comply with? Grammar, our grammar people. What does it mean? To what? To obey or agree with, comply with, to obey or to agree with, to be in accordance with. Are you seeing what he says? Obey your spiritual leaders, be in accordance with, be in agreement with your pastor. Hey! In agreement. For most people, they don't even know what their pastor is thinking concerning them. Do you understand? We don't know. Your pastor does not know your life. You're always smiling. Oh, pastor, how are you? <laughs> when they ask you, how are you? Oh, pastor, everything is fine. You have never opened up for your pastor to know what is even going on with you. When he asks you, you wonder why he asking, he's asking you such questions. Ah, pastor, pa, why are you? Uh, it's, a, it's, my, it's my life. Why are you asking me about such things? 
What? You are an armored car. No, nothing can pierce, go through you. You are very hard. I feel like I'm preaching. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. It's a feeling. Comply with. Give, give, us more, give us the definitions. For many people, they think that the pastor is uh, there to bless their marriage, baby dedication, bless their car, pray for, pray for them when they are not feeling well. What? To decorate what? Interpret. interpret their dreams. That's a very powerful one. To interpret their dreams. For that's that's a lot of people. So when you say pastor, that's what people are thinking about. Yeah, that's all. They don't think the pastor is somebody who matters, whose opinion matters, whose thoughts and whose decisions about things matter. So they never talk to him. And when the pastor gives, says something, it's like your mother who is talking. You see the way you can, your mother can talk and you don't mind your mother. So, we have heard, but we will not do what you are. I mean, you will be hearing you, but we will not really do what you are saying. <laughs> Give us more dictionary, dictionary things. You are interested in a dictionary. Get the dictionary for yourself. To comply with uh-huh. or follow the commands. To follow the command. That's what to obey means. So to obey means to follow the commands. You understand commands. Do this. Do that. Move here. Move there. So your pastor can tell you, move from this country and go here. <laughs> you see, if your pastor cannot tell, say that to you, it means that there's something wrong with you. As a church member, your pastor cannot say, I want you to move here and go and do this for, for, for this to happen. Like your, your pastor cannot change your physical location. He cannot change your, he cannot decide, you know, how many children you should have. Your pastor should be able to decide that, listen, have two children. Don't have three children. Have two children. Yeah, your pastor's opinion is very important too. Yeah, yeah. I should tell you how many. See <laughs> <Simon> chambers. <laughs> Yeah. The girl, the beloved to date. I mean, you, you, just, you just choose. And you come and present. The pastor is there for presentation purposes. Oh, pastor, we want to marry. You want to marry. Ah, what are you talking about? That you want to marry. What do you mean? Ask your neighbor, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, I've had that experience every time. I'll just be there. Someone will just come. I want to pass. This is the one I want to marry. I don't, I don't even know the person. I don't know anything. And you want me to just continue and go? No, 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 no. I'll show you the scripture and tell you. You don't, you don't, you, 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 there's something wrong with you. Obey. Eh? Obey the commands. Eh? Is it the to say, restriction. Is it, did he say obey the commands? Yes. Is it no? Follow the commands. To follow the commands. Follow. Follow the commands. So sometimes we'll tell you, this girl that you are with, just leave her. And then it's like, ah, what kind of pastor is this? Where I was before, it wasn't like that. Take your church. I'm going to, I'm going to, another, to another place where they will not tell me what I should do with myself. Yeah. Yeah, because in many places, there's nothing like They don't really. Everybody sitting in the, the, the whole congregation, have, they have a different mindset from the pastor. The pastor has something in his mind. The congregation also has something in their mind. Everybody is on a different trajectory altogether. 
when the pastor is saying something, I know a church where the pastor's message can be influenced by the people. Yeah, the people, the rich people in the church will decide that, okay, let's preach about this. Yeah. The whole thing has been turned upside down. But not, not, not in this place. Though. Even when you are 75, we'll still be giving you instructions. Move here. Do that. Do, do this one. Oh, you don't like instructions? Yeah. Obey your spiritual leaders. Tell us more, more, more obedient things. Follow the commands. To follow the, the commands. Restrictions. And restrictions. 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 Don't go to Accra. Stay. Don't travel. Don't go here. Yeah. One of our pastors wanted to travel last year. I told him, don't, don't travel. Stay for another one year. He stayed. Yeah. That's someone who is a, he's a child of God. There are some people who are not children of God. They are bosses of God. Yes. They are, they, you see, it's a tag on them. It's a name tag that you're a child of God. But actually, you are a boss of God. You have your own life. You own your own life. You are running your own life. You didn't make Jesus the Lord of your life. You made Jesus the boy boy of your life. You decide and you tell him, this is what I want. So, Charlie, let's do it. We are doing it. That is where a lot of children of God have problems. Because they don't heed to instructions. They don't listen to instructions. When we say, move here, they will not move. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not moving. I'm not doing it. I mean, you don't even present yourself in a manner in which we can give instructions. And you say that's your temperament. <laughs> obey. Tell me about obey. Obey, obey your pastors. Is it a good message? Yeah. Because for most people, eh, you are on your way to distraction and you have no idea. Yeah. Your life is just going to meander off. You'll be surprised. Child of God. All because. If this scripture is not in your Bible, you have blocked it. It's not in your Bible. Yeah, you have blocked it. You have cut it out. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them. Submit to them. Do you understand submission? Do you understand submission? Dictionary. Let's look for dictionary. Today we are into dictionary. So for dictionary meaning of submit. 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 Obey your spiritual leaders. And submit to them. Continually recognizing their authority over you. Continually recognizing their authority over you. You can be a child of God and you, you don't have any. There's no, there's no authority over your life. You are in the church. But actually there's no spiritual authority over your life. You do whatever you want to do. Have you seen some people? You do whatever you want to do. You are in the church. After some time you are not seeing you. Ah, where is this person? Oh, he has moved. Ah, church member. Church member, you've moved. We don't know. We don't know what has happened. <laughs> we don't know what has happened. You have just moved. I was not happy about something, so I moved. Eh? You can just be moving like that. What does it say? Uh-huh. Submit. To give over. Or yield to the power or authority to of give another. over to or yield over to the power of another or the authority of another the authority of another another one says to subject to some kind of influence to subject yourself to a certain type of influence uh-huh. 
to present for the approval to present for approval and consecration and decision of another you see basically what we are saying is that to submit means to give yourself over to go under for someone's opinions and decisions and instructions to be higher and to matter than yours do you understand if your pastor cannot call you and tell you you are fooling what you are doing is wrong change it if your pastor cannot do that you should put sand on your head and start crying if a pastor your pastor cannot call you and tell you that you are fooling around stop what you are doing and do it like this if your pastor cannot call you and do that to you then there's something wrong it means that you actually do not have a pastor over your life you are on your own and you should be sad you should you should start wanting someone to be able to tell you what you have to do with yourself hallelujah yeah if nobody if your pastor cannot tell you to submit yourself and go home and go and love your wife because there's a problem in your home do you understand what i'm saying like in your marriage if there's nobody in your marriage who can call you and instruct you and tell you stop doing what you're doing cease fire go home and go and have sex with your wife if a pastor cannot tell you that then there's a problem with you there's something wrong with you your pride is going to kill you you are proud and you don't know you are a proud child of god yet you have no idea hallelujah obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them submit yourself to them continually recognizing the authority over you for they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare this is what they are doing they are constantly keeping says watching over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who render who have to render an account of their trust on the day of judgment who are we going to give account for paul said who is my joy and who is my crown of rejoicing is it not you in the presence of the lord on that day so on that day we are going to be presenting you so if we are going to represent you and you don't mind us i mean how is it going to work we don't know you we don't know what's going on with you with that, with nothing you have a beloved there are five people having sex with you we don't know we don't know we don't even know one you are a liar we don't know you have bipolar disorder <laughs> because in church you behave some way outside of church you also behave in another way we don't know you it's just like going to you see is a doctor important in your life how many of you think a doctor is very important in your life a doctor is very very important why is a doctor important if you go to a doctor and you lie to the doctor if the doctor asks you what's wrong with you and you say oh, i've been running seriously for the last five days i don't know what you've been doing myself and you are lying the problem is actually your eye but you don't want them to touch your eye so you want to divert their attention to your stomach and they give you medicine for your stomach what do you think will happen to you no who is who is killing who are you the one killing yourself or the doctor is the one killing you you are helping the doctor kill you you are killing yourself if you think doctors are important then pastors are 100 million times more important than doctors oh yes because doctors watch over your body this one he says they watch over your soul they watch over your soul they watch over your soul he says make sure that you are obedient to them you submit to them continually recognizing their authority over you for they are constantly keeping watch over your souls 
and guarding your spiritual welfare. As men who have to render an account of their trust, do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that would not be profitable to you either. Do your part. How do you do your part? By just obeying, submit yourself, just flow. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Be there when they call you that come, come. If your pastor cannot call you, your pastor is afraid to call you. Hey. You are uncallable. When they call you, you don't even show up. You decide whether to show up or not. It means you don't really understand who the person is in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Go to go to Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. Second Timothy three, verse sixteen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Have you seen it? All scripture, say all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's what the scripture is there for. Now, the pastor is the one, the word of God is implanted in the pastor. It's on the pastor's lips for you. So a pastor should be able to do this for you. He should be able to give you a doctrine. He should be able to reprove you. Do you understand reproof? What does reproof mean? He should be able to correct you. He should be able to tear you. He should be able to tell you, hey, what are you doing? Stop that rough there. Foolish boy. Come on, let's move this way. He should be able to say that very easily. <laughs> for reproof, for correction. We should be able to correct you. You can't correct some people. You can't correct some people. I said, well, don't go here. What you're doing is not right. Do it like this. Ah, who would you think you are that? They will not see it in front of you. But when in their heart, they are standing in their heart. Who does this pastor think that he is that he's calling me and saying things of, and all that and all that? You are, you, are, you are like a snake. You see, a snake does not have an owner. You know that a snake does not have an owner. And it's only snakes who want to hide. Have you noticed that snakes always want to hide? They don't want to be around too much. If they're around, they're in some corner somewhere. Hiding. Yeah. Because they know that when they are seen immediately, they are going to die. Yeah. They don't have an owner. Oh, we can't correct you. We can't improve. We can't do anything to you. You have a serpentine life. Your life is serpentine. You, are, you don't have the sheep life. Because sheep are taken care of. Sheep don't mind to be seen. She, sheep has to be seen. They are moving around. Yeah, they're always in the open. They are not hiding. Always in the open. If you're in a church where nobody knows you, nobody knows what's going on with you, nothing, nothing, there's a problem. It's for reproof. It's for instruction in righteousness. In righteousness, there are instructions. You must be instructed. Move here. Do this. Go here. Do that. You must be reproved. You must be corrected to become correct. If you are not corrected, you cannot become correct. You understand? Yeah. You should be asking your pastor every now and then, Pastor, I hope everything is okay with me. Is there anything that you are seeing about me that you want me to change? 
Do you think I, I respect, I do, am I a respectful person? You should be asking every now and then, like, oh, pastor, what do you think? Is there something that you'd want me to change about my life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you surprised? Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's scripture. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read from, from verse 5. Hebrews 12 from verse 5. Hebrews 12, 5. Sometimes you have someone. It's like, my life is mine. Let me live my life. Meanwhile, you say you are in this church. How can you live your life if you are in the church? You can't just live your life if you are in this church. You are a member of something. You are part of us. And we should be able to correct you. <laughs> Is this too difficult to understand? We should be able to correct you. We should be able to say, hey, what you are doing is wrong. Come this way. Move. No, if you are looking after sheep, and one of the sheep decide that they are going to be moving to the, to the west, when you are moving to the east, what are you going to do to that sheep? You use the rod, you use the staff to hit the sheep back into line. Isn't it? The act of ripping the sheep back into line is called the act of instruction, correction, chastisement, bringing the sheep back into line. It's scriptural. I'm doing my own thing. Don't go for this party. That's the party you will go for. <laughs> don't go here. That's where you want to go. Don't, it's as though we are some small boys who don't have any wisdom. We are just moving the system. We are just... We are trying to control you. <laughs> Very soon, eh? We'll leave you to the air like the We'll leave you to the air. Yeah. Because, you see, Paul said something at a certain at a point. There was this guy who was sleeping with his father's wife. And he was very happy about it. He was fully, they had corrected him, and he wasn't changing. So Paul said, listen, give him over to Satan so that his body will be destroyed. But his soul will be saved on that day. Yeah. Paul said, just give him over to Satan. In other words, extract your spiritual oversight over the person. So that the devil can have whatever he wants to do with him. And then his spirit will be saved. Yeah. It's also in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 5.5 5, To deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. We can just... Remember, because it says that... You see, submit yourself to them. Isn't it? Because they will give an account. They watch over your souls. And they will give an account for you on that day. Before the Lord. So you do your part in such a way that they can do it without science. Like when your pastor remembers you, then he will do this. Ah, As for this lady. Hey. When your pastor sees your call. When will this girl grow up? When will this boy grow up? When will this man do what we want him to do? When will this person become correct? When will this person respond to God? The kingdom of God is full of instructions. It's full of things to do. Go here, do this, move here, do that. When Jesus was leaving, he didn't say, I'm, and I'm going to be with you forever. Make, I'll make your lives very nice. He gave instructions when he was leaving. The Lord of God is full of instructions. Plenty of instructions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you can't just do whatever you want to do. You can't just behave however, however you want to be as a church member and think that we should still just flow and be happy. No, it doesn't work like that. Paul said, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have me that one teacher again, which will be the first person of the oracles of Christ. You are supposed to be a teacher at a point, as a church member, as a child of God. You shouldn't just be in the system. You must present yourself for discipleship. You don't expect us to be chasing you all over the place. Oh, you don't understand. Yeah. You, as for you, you want to live your life. 
Yet you say you are a member of this church. No, you are not a member. You are sitting in the chair, but you are not a member. You are on your own and you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you have an elderly man in a house who does not talk anymore. Have you seen some before? He does not talk anymore. Well, sometimes he's just, mm, just quiet. Because he's seen that his wisdom is not going to be accepted. Because in time past, he has given, given instructions that has not been heeded to. So he just has to be quiet. The more you give instructions to a fool, the more foolish the person becomes. So you just keep quiet. You just shut up. You don't say much. <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons why people don't give, don't give instructions is because you behave as though you have not heard it. And when you hear it and you do it and there's a problem, you say that because the person gave you an instruction, that's why the, the problem is there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. For you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. He says, eh? let's read amplified. Maybe we don't understand. I don't know if you understand what we are reading. Can you read it to me? One to go. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. He says, Listen, my son, do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord. They are disciplines of the Lord. You see, God does not function uh, uh, from heaven directly. God has people. You see, if you read in um, 1 Peter chapter 5, from verse 1, look at 1 Peter 5, from verse 1. Let's read the King James. I want to explain some things to you. How things work. Okay? The elders which are among you. He's talking about the church leaders. He says, the, the church leaders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Verse 2. Feed the flock of God. Who is the one doing the feeding? The elders, right? The, the human beings there, the leaders, spiritual leaders who are there. He says, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof. Take oversight of them. Take oversight of the flock. So as a flock, we must feed you. We must take oversight over you. Then it says, not by constraint, not by force, but willingly, not for money, but of a ready mind. Have you seen it? Next verse, verse 3. Neither has been lords over God's heritage. Don't lord it over God's people, but being examples to the flock. Why? Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear. Who is the chief shepherd? Jesus is the chief shepherd. Okay? So there's a chief shepherd and there are under shepherds. The chief shepherd is not here physically. He doesn't work without the under shepherds. So if you read in 1 Corinthians 4 1, let the man so account of us, this is Paul talking, he says, let the man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Have you seen it? Let a man so account of us as of the ministers. The word ministers means an under rower. The Greek word is huperestes. Eh? Huperestes. It means an under rower. When we say an underrower, we are talking about a boat. Do you know row, row, row your boat gently down the street? You know, row. Uh-huh. So those who move the paddles up and down are called the rowers. 
They are called under rowers. There's a chief rower. The chief rower does not row. The chief rower stands in front of them and gives them instructions as to how they should row. Because if there's no chief rower, the under rowers will row not in rhythm, in confusion, and cause the boat to go forward and come back, go forward and come back. Because when one person is trying to pull it forward, the other person will be trying to pull it backwards. So an, a, a chief rower must stand and give an instruction forward. Then they all go forward. Backwards. Then they all go forwards. Backwards. Forwards. Backwards. Forwards. Backwards. So that the boat can move forward. Do you understand? Without the chief rower, nothing can work. Yet without the under rowers, the instruction cannot be carried out. So that's how Paul was explaining things here. So we are the under, let the man who are count of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards of the mysteries, the hidden secrets of God. So a pastor is not an ordinary person. Very, very important person. Very, very spiritual, important person. Okay? And God gives instructions to that person. He gives instructions to those people. The leaders that you have. One instruction, when an instruction comes, your life is in that instruction. Don't think that, oh... These are just our guys. They are just they don't have anything to do. They, are just, they, they keep calling for meetings. They keep calling for things. They keep calling for that. They keep calling for offerings. They keep calling for this. You don't know. It is because of your complaints. You're complaining. That is why you are not moving forward. When the word is even coming, you are sleeping. Yeah. Go back to that. Place. I hope it's clear for you now. So God does not function alone. He functions with underrowers. He functions with deputy shepherds. The chief shepherd functions with deputy shepherds. Who give instructions? Who say things? Who tells us to do things? So go back to Hebrews chapter uh, 12 verse 5. Let's read the King James, please. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Don't despise the chastening. Now, the word ch- I want to explain the word chastening to you. Can I explain it to you? The Greek word is paideia. Paideia is spelled P-A-I-D-E-I-A. 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 Pidea. From where we get the word pediatrics. Looking after children. Okay? The doctor of children. Pediatrics. Hallelujah. So it means the whole training and education of children, which relates to the cultivation of their minds and morals. The whole training and education of children. Training and what? education of children which relates to the cultivation of mind and morals and employs for this purpose now commands and admonitions now reproof and punishments it also includes the training and care of the body i hear he says raising the art of training and raising a child in terms of mind and morals and everything employing punishments employing reproofs employing commands and admonitions okay Whatever in adults cultivates the soul, especially by correcting, a mis- correcting mistakes and curbing passions. Hmm? Correcting mistakes and what? Curbing passions. You can- curbing your passions. Instruction with aims at increasing virtue. Give you instructions with aims of increasing your virtue. Chastisement, chastening of the evils which God visits men for their, com- for their amendment. Hallelujah. It also means tutorage. That is educational training. By implication, disciplinary co- uh, correction, chastening, chastisement, instruction, nature. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's all over. So he says, my son, do not despise the chastening, the corrections, the punishments. 
Hmm? Of the Lord. God does it. How does he do it? He does it through his under shepherds. His under shepherds. So we should be able to correct you. Would you respond to correction? Will you respond to reproof? Will you respond when your pastor tells you, stop what you are doing. Move here. Do this. Do that. Will you do, will you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Your life depends on it. Let me show you. Next verse, verse, verse 6. It's a long read. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. If you are not being chastised for one thing or the other as a child of God, then it means that God doesn't really love you. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth, he beats. Let's read. I think probably message version will be good, isn't it? Yeah, message will help. Message from verse 5. From verse 5. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children? And that God regards you as his children? My dear, ch- my dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. But don't be crushed by it either. Next verse. It's a child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. Let's read on. Let's finish with it and then we'll go to other versions. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you are in isn't punishment, it's training. Next verse. The normal experience of children, only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Only irresponsible children, only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? Would you, would you prefer an irresponsible God? Not at all. The normal says we respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? Why don't you embrace God's training so that you can truly live? Next verse. While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. Next verse. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. God wants you to be trained properly. How does he do it? With instructions, with words. Words. It's like you're praying for something, something, some things are not happening. It's part of it. Are you surprised? Yeah. James said, you pray and receive not. Because you want to you, you ask to, to spend on your last, so you will not receive. Hallelujah. What am I saying? You see, you must heed to instructions. Okay? You must heed to instructions. You must allow your life to be corrected by one thing or the other. They tell you, Wait. You want to go home. They say, don't go home. Wait. Don't, don't let your mouth be extending in your weight. As you're waiting, what's all this? What kind of church is this that they are always telling us we should wait, we should do this, we should do that. Every time they say we shouldn't go here, we shouldn't do that. Every time, oh. So when I was in Presby, it wasn't like that. Presby, we could do whatever I wanted to do. I'm going back to Presby. What mistake have I done? That I've ended up in this place that is like they are restricting me about everything as though they are the ones who give birth to us. What type of church is this? That is where your problem is. That is your problem. 
Let's read King James. The King James brings it out nicely too. Let's read. Go back to verse 6 now. Let's read from verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, he disciplines, he instructs, hmm? and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. He scourges. If you're a child who is not whipped every now and then, I mean, we were taking our son to a, 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 another school, and they were asking us, you know, some things about the, the child. We gave them all those, and then they asked what they should be doing to the child, what we do to correct our child. My wife wrote a number of things, and then she wrote, occasional spanking. <laughs> occasional spanking. You must, you must spank the child occasionally. Once in a while. Yeah, because, you see, a child is naturally foolish. And as a child of God, you are naturally foolish. Oh, you don't, you don't know that you are naturally foolish? Naturally. I mean, there's some foolishness that is around you. Yeah, every now and then it just comes. Yeah, some foolish moral problems. Foolish spiritual problems. Yeah, you need to be disciplined. We have to spank you. He says he scourged every son whom he received. If you were a son, you must be scorched. God must beat you. There are things I have to, I will do that will not be pleasant for you. But it's for your good. Yeah. There are things we will do, we will just do something you don't like. We will hurt you in a certain way. We will insult you in a certain way. We will call you, hey, what, what do you think you are doing? Come back, come back. What kind of church is that? They are always calling us, come back, come back. What type of church is that? Don't they know about love? Love does not mean we should not correct you. That's not what love means. Love does not mean we should just leave you to spoil if you keep buying coffees for your child, what do you think you are going to do to the child? If the child is going to get diabetes, you are buying diabetes for the child. Even if the child is crying for the toffee, ah, mommy, I want toffee, ah, mommy, I want toffee, you will say what? I will not give the toffee to you. You are not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. We will not give it to you. If you insist, or we catch you, you have stolen some coins to go and buy the toffees, and we catch you eating the toffee, what do you think we will do? Scrap up. Just slap, slap you one or two here and there, isn't it? Uh huh. So you shouldn't. You see, if we are your pastors, eh, and you make a, you you commit a blunder and we are blasting you, you shouldn't make your face like something is happening. It's like something strange is happening. We must blast you. We must insult you. You are a very foolish boy for what you just did. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You should be happy after. You shouldn't be. Oh, uh, well. Yes, you should come around after. After we've beaten you, you come around. Oh, pastor, I'm sorry, it's you. Yeah, it's my foolishness, so it's part of it. Let's just flow. And then we flow, and then we are going. Not after rebuke here. Yeah, it's like, that is the Ghanaian way. When in, the, in Ghana, when someone is rebuked, the person does not come around anymore. You become passive. You become passive. And my corner, you to stay in your corner. We are all, everybody is just flowing. We are all, we are all in our corner. It will not help you to grow. It will not help you to grow. Remember, the chastening is for the purpose of your growth. You must be scorched. Hmm? Sometimes we have pastors who don't, they never want to be rude to some people. That is why they are where they are. That is why the people are where they are. Because a pastor is always nice. He doesn't say anything to hurt anybody. He doesn't shout on anybody. He's love. He's full of love. 
Oh, I'm full of love. You are more than Jesus. You, you have passed Jesus. When Peter was saying things that he was not supposed to say, Jesus said, listen, get it behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Yeah. They flowed after Peter didn't say, hey, you have called me Satan. Jesus, me and Paul, you have called me Satan. We'll see, we'll see where Paul lies. You don't respect at all. No, they flowed. Everything was okay. Everything was okay. I mean, you must, you must correct some people. Yeah, you must let some people know that, listen, I'm in your life for your, your betterment. If you will not want, you don't want our ministry in your life, we are leaving. <laughs> it's because you've not said something to some of some people. That's why they are misbehaving. They think you'll always be there. When they do something, they call you a pastor. I just went to do this. Uh, <laughs> they, they know you drive with speed, you come. Oh, so what happened? What happened? That's, they know you always come. When you tell them, listen, you can't be fooling around for me to be chasing you around every time. Who should come to who? Who goes to school? Who, who, who go, does the teacher go to the student or the student goes to the teacher? You should be coming to me, not the other way around. There's a time when you must treat people nicely. After a certain time, it stops. Yeah. Or you don't understand the message. Yeah. There's a time. Yeah. There's a time. Oh, you're nice. Oh, how's it going? Wow. You fail. Don't worry. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. We are giving instructions at that time. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. You know, I want you to be studying your Bible at this time. Read this one. Do that. Do that. Do that. Then we'll check you and see what is happening. When we realize you are fine. Okay. Keep on doing it like this, do it like that, do it like that. Then after some time, you keep messing up. After all that we have done, you keep doing your own thing, you keep fooling around, you keep chatawale is coming, so you are there. This one is coming, so you are there. This one is coming, you are there. This one is you are, you are just flowing and doing your own thing. You come to church when you want to come. You want us to be calling you every time. No, we will not call you every time. Church member, we will not call you every time. There's a time coming when we will not call you every time. We will wait for you to be in trouble. When you're, you are near death, I will come and pray for you to die. Wait, something strange will happen to you. We'll pray for something strange to happen to you, even. Yeah, something strange must happen to this person. Because what's what thing? That is the mercy of God for you, that is the love of God towards you. It is. <laughs> He says, don't make your spiritual, don't make their work too difficult. Don't, don't, don't let them do your science, with groanings and science. Ah, oh. Why? Why? Moses said, have I given back to all these people? Did I give back to all these people? Three million people, did I give back to all of, all of these people? Why have you put in their burden on, on me? Because they're burden. If you don't handle yourself well, we will leave you. I've had, you see, I've been a pastor for some time. There are people I raised personally myself. After some time, I left them. And they were crying. Oh, why have you left us? I said, you are not serious. If you won't follow me, be there. If you won't follow me, be there. There are some people who have not called in a very long time. You've never seen my call like this. It's not because I don't want to call you. We are working. It is time for you to be involved in the work we are doing. The way to relate is by being in the work. As we are all doing the work, we will be talking. We will be talking. If we are not doing that work with me, I will not be calling. Why should I call you? Why should I call you? For what? And talk about what? You talk about what? I won't say what you want me to say. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. 
and scourged every son whom he received. It's the sign of God's love when you are chastised. It's the sign of God's love when you are corrected, when you are reproved, when you are told, don't do this, do that. Move here. Let's go here. Do this one. Yeah. All those who are like that, eh, always increase in wisdom. All those who submit themselves for instruction to instruction. Look at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9. Go to Proverbs 9, 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Hmm? Give instruction. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. But the foolish are not like that. Look at the verse before this. 9-8. Let me see if... Aha. Uh-huh. He says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Let's read message. We don't understand. Scorner near there. The monty here. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you get for your pains is abuse. But if you correct those who, are, who care about life, that's different. They will love you for it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Fools don't. They, they are the ones who react in a certain way. Hey, what? Who do you people think you are that you are calling us and telling us to do this and do that? We shouldn't call you and tell you anything. Eh? We'll not call you and tell you anything. We we'll only call those who want to hear. Yeah. He says, give instructions. Go to the next Give instructions to the wise. And you increase, he, will be, he will increase yet more. Next verse 9. Save your breath for the wise. They will be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know. They will profit from it. Save your breath for the wise. Am I seeing some wise people in the church? Say Christ is my wisdom. Therefore, I'm wise. I'm not, I'm not foolish. I receive wisdom through instruction. And I increase yet more and more. Yeah. Wisdom is encapsulated in instructions. Look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, verse 2. To know wisdom. He says, I'm writing this Proverbs so that you will know wisdom and instruction. Have you seen it? And to perceive the words of understanding, verse 3. To receive the instruction of wisdom. Wisdom comes with instructions. Huh? Wisdom comes with instructions. So if your life is bereft of instructions, you should know there's something wrong. You should know there's something wrong. You should be worried. If nobody is telling you what you should do with yourself, you should be worried. Are you a son? If you're a son, then you must submit yourself to correction. You must submit yourself to instructions. Yeah, be ready to be spoken to. And don't be angry. We, I don't understand your anger. Why are you angry? You're angry about what? That you have corrected you. What are you talking about? You should be happy that you are being corrected. There's a stage in your life where you get to where nobody's correcting you. Nobody's saying anything. You'll be surprised at how regret, how, you, how much you regret and how, how pained you will be that nobody is calling to tell you anything. Yeah. One man God said that. He said, I wish someone could call me and tell me what to do. Show me what to do. Tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't just be living your life in your corner. You make your decisions. Who you are marrying, you are making it. What kind of work you are doing, you are making it. What kind of school you go to, you are deciding which school you go to. What kind of course you do, you are deciding what course you will do. What else? 
And one young lady came to me, oh, I want to go to this country and go to school. I said, don't go. How long has it been since you came to church? Oh, pastor, it's been like four months. Just when you are being stabilized, before you came, you had, given, you had done abortion like three. Now that you have come, that your life has stabilized for three months. You want to go outside to another school somewhere else. What are I talking about? Cancel that school. Stay here. And grow in the Lord before you move. Is it a bad instruction? It's not a bad instruction. You should, you should know what your pastor thinks about various things in your life. You should. You should know. I'm, I'm not saying line up to me and come and ask me, Pastor, what do you think of me? No, I don't you have pastors? You have pastors. Don't, am I the only pastor in the church? I'm not the only pastor in the church. If you get the opportunity, fine. If you don't, get it. Ask your pastors who are around you. I'm talking about all of us, not me in particular. Like, I'm the one who, are, who is the pot of wisdom in the church. <laughs> I beg. I can't do that. I, I'm not into uh, counseling, that type of counseling. Eh? Oh, so I'll start charging. No, we have pastors. You don't, need to, you don't need to pay anything. See them. Talk to them. I want you to start talking to your pastors so that they can give you instructions and show you what to do. Reprove you when they are supposed to and correct you when they are supposed to and instruct you for what you are supposed to do. The word of God is good for instruction in righteousness. Huh? Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read verse 7 now. Let's read from verse 6 into verse 7. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scorcheth every son whom he receiveth. Verse 7. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? If you are not being trained, being raised, being pushed around, being molded. No, you'll be in trouble. If you don't beat your child. <laughs> That's why American children are the way they are. That's why the children are brother like that. Because nobody beats anybody. A child knows to call social, social services to come and pick the parent up because he lashed. She, she was lashed. What are you talking about? You call who? <laughs> Certainly not in Nigeria. <laughs> not in Ghana. Who we'll beat you and beat the social worker? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, because without that, you can't grow. Nothing, nothing good will happen. Nothing good. Will. If a child can have whatever he wants, and go, about, go wherever he wants. Eat whatever he wants to eat. What will happen to us in this world? And that's exactly what Christians want. They want to do whatever they want. But when you are in trouble, you call on God. You are a joker. It doesn't work like that. Submit yourself. Hmm? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you a bastard? Says you are bastards and not sons. You are bastard. It's a sign of bastardism. <laughs> you know a bastard? How many of you know a bastard? A bastard is one who is not a son. What? Like Jon Snow of Game of Thrones. You are not part of the line. You are you are an enquiring child. You you were you are a side chick's son. You are not really part of the thing. Yeah. Do you want to be a bastard? So you can be a child of God, but you're a bastard child of God, or you can be a son, son of God. I'm not the one saying it. This is not scripture. But if you be without chastisement, if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, every child of God is supposed to be a partaker of that. Then are you bastards? Let's really amplif- amplify of this. I don't want to be a bastard. Though. I want instructions. Yes. You see, I'm not saying something. Say something. Say, I want instructions. 
Now, if you exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. Illegitimate offsprings. If you, ex- if you are exempt from correction. So you must make sure you are not exempt from correction. Eh? Child of God, make sure you are not exempt from correction. Don't exclude yourself. Don't be the, the Christian who hides. And that's whatever he or she wants. You are, you are in a system, but we don't really know you. You should be, you see, in this church, I, some years ago, someone called me. I was turning 30 then. And my picture was all over the place. It was a very big birthday. Suddenly people were sharing my pictures all over. I went on Facebook and there was, no, there was nothing else. It was just my pictures. I, I went up, down for more than 30 minutes. And it was just my pictures all over, all over, all over. So some people saw it. So they wanted to, they, they thought there's plenty money. So they had to come and defraud me. So someone managed to find my number and called me. That told there's a business somewhere. He's, well, was a church, he's a church member. And that he's at the Asafo church. He mentioned Asafo church. And then started describing, ah, is it not me that, ah, that's, it's not Pastor T I'm talking to. So, and that, there's a business he wants, he knows that we are building, we're building this building at that time. So he, won't, he really wants to build a church. He wants to send $50,000 for the church to be built and all that. But there's a business deal we need to do. If we do it, I need to bring, uh, at that time it was 15,000, no, 30,000 cities. I need to bring 30,000 cities and they'll balance some things and something, something. He made some people call me, some white people call me and all that. As the thing was going, I was like, ah, this guy, let me ask him a simple question. So he called again. I called him. I said, eh, So you said you are in the Asafu Church? Eh? He said, Yes, I'm in the Asafu Church, but I moved to Takradi. I'm offshore. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on a rig right now doing some whatever. I said, Okay. So who, who was your pastor when you were in Asafu Church? Who was your pastor? He said, oh, Pastor, but you, you are my pastor. I said, oh, What are you talking about? Who was your pastor? Who was your group? Which group were you in? Which, who was your pastor? And I said, I told him that you were a big fool. You want to dupe me? You a big fool, pa? Then he also started insulting me. You two, you a big fool. <laughs> I just caught him. He's a bastard. He was not in any group anywhere, nothing, because he was actually not in the church. Yeah. So you are not in the church if you are not in any. Who is your pastor? Who is your elder? Sometimes I ask some people, who is your pastor? I don't know. They are in the church after church. I ask, who is your, so who is your pastor? Who is the one who is over you? Uh, pastor. <laughs> you are a snake. You are not a sheep. You are clearly a snake. One day you will be killed. Yeah. You are clearly a snake. Ask me, are you a snake? Or you a sheep? <laughs> See, I refuse to be a snake. I'm a sheep. I'll present myself for correction in Jesus name I respond to instructions in Jesus mighty name Amen rise up on your feet and yes thank God for what you have shared with you God bless you for listening keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world for prayer and counseling call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com God bless you